Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Monday the 15th of April coming up. Plans announced to give tenants better protection. Something has to give and it's always the poorer people at the bottom of the pile who actually lose out. Should he be freed, Kent Detective, who investigated serial killer, speaks out. They can go wrong again and they do commit crime again. And quite frankly, uh, if they're dangerous, they might always remain dangerous. Anger as Brexit prep leads to destruction of rare orchids. I think the volunteers are deeply wedded to the site. They're as disappointed and devastated as we are. Without volunteers, we couldn't achieve a fraction of what is achieved. Kent Online News. Our top story today is all about plans being put forward in England to prevent tenants being kicked out of their homes without a good reason. Section 21 orders allow landlords to give renters eight weeks' notice to get rid of them at the end of their contract. Well, it's hoped the changes will bring an end to so-called no-fault evictions in England and reduce the number of families in particular who end up homeless. Now, you might have heard of Fergus Wilson. He's a landlord who at one stage owned hundreds of properties in Ashford and Maidstone. He's hit the headlines in the past for evicting groups of tenants and has recently announced he's retiring and planning to sell his property empire. Well, he's been reacting to today's news for the Kent Online News Podcast. Basically, there's very few landlords who want to evict tenants without a very good reason. 90% of tenants leave when perhaps the landlord wouldn't want them to leave, uh, generally because they're going to another town for promotion or something like that. When tenants, in my case, I've been, I'm retiring, so obviously I want to get the properties back to sell. But that's a no fault, and we know it's very disturbing for the tenants, we understand that. But the whole backbone of the letting industry is that you have to be able to get the property back. Otherwise, no mortgage lenders can lend you the money. If you can't get the property back to sell when you want to retire then uh, you won't have many people investing in uh, properties um, to, to rent. I think at the end of the day, you're going to end up with a far, far worse situation than we have at the moment. Now, the idea of stopping no-fault um, evictions in principle is very praiseworthy. Uh, it's very well intended. But actually, if you think it out, the reason that the Section 21s and the Assured Short-Hold Tenancies came in was very simple indeed, and that is back in 1989, they could not, the government could not get people to invest in property. So the reason being because no lenders would lend them the money because they couldn't get the properties back. So therefore, the government brought in the ASTs, with it came the Section 21s, and um, it works perfectly well for the vast majority of people. But um, because not all tenants want a long-term tenancy, you have to understand that 90%, as I say, leave without, you know, without uh, being pushed by the landlord. And um, many young people do not wish to be tied in. Where it is a problem is when you've got people with children, because they are far more static we find that they stay on average four times as long as people without children. So obviously 
something needs to be done. But maybe there are ideas of senior tenants where there is a willing landlord and a willing tenant is perhaps a better solution if that is what the problem is. As I understand it, if tenants don't pay the rent, then the government is all for the tenancy being ended. Well, I think with most landlords, that is the situation. So I think really, um, uh, there's good in bad in it. I think it's very well intended. I think tenants on the whole get a very, very poor deal. But what is the alternative to it? The alternative is even less properties on the market. The real, real problem which your listeners need to understand is that there is insufficient houses to house somebody, or to house everyone, I should say. So, therefore, if there's insufficient houses, then um, something has to give, and it's always the poorer people at the bottom of the pile who actually lose out. So, Fergus raised concerns there about the impact any changes could have on people wanting to become landlords. Those concerns have been addressed by Housing Minister James Brokenshire. Section 21, to get into the specifics of all of this, uh, that's where the no-fault uh, eviction provisions sit. But there is a separate means that landlords can get their property back for those reasons such as arrears of rent, of antisocial behaviour, or indeed if they want to move back into the property. That will firmly be there. We'll be looking at the detail of this, consulting on the technical aspects of this, but also ensuring that landlords are able then to go to court to get speedier redress, to give that sense of assurance in relation to the operation of these provisions. So there has to be fault. It may mean that a tenancy can continue to roll on, but clearly, if someone isn't paying their rent, a landlord needs to be able to take action, and that will be protected. Kent Online News. Two Kent men are among four who've been charged after 29 men, women and children were found in the back of a van on a motorway in Devon. The group are believed to all be Vietnamese and are now being cared for. A 62- and 63-year-old from the county and two others from Lancashire are accused of human trafficking and assisting unlawful immigration. Work to remove the contraflow on the M20 is now complete. Highways England have been testing out the system for the last few weeks as part of preparations for possible delays at cross-channel ports in the event of a no-deal Brexit. After last week's EU extension they decided Operation Brock probably won't be needed for a while. Investigations are continuing after a woman in her 80s died in a crash in Tenterden. She was a passenger in a Peugeot that collided with another car on Cranbrook Road on Saturday. Crash investigators are trying to work out how it happened and want anyone with dash cam footage to contact them. Kent Online exclusive. A former Kent detective says he's in two minds as to whether a serial killer who murdered 11 people, including his own grandmother, should walk free. Patrick Mackay, who used to live in Dartford and Gravesend is Britain's longest serving prisoner after being convicted in the 1970s. A 67 year old is now thought to have changed his name and be in an open prison. Ken Tappenden from Rochester investigated his crimes. I have um, mixed feelings. Um, one would want me to say he should never be released but I do believe also in rehabilitation um, I've been out of the police a long time now and perhaps I didn't feel like that when I was serving. 
but nonetheless for that 44 years an awful lot of time and if he has changed or if they have you know managed to calm him right down well then there is a, a chance that he may be released into the public nonetheless for that they probably are obviously trying to give him a, uh, a much more stable life uh, within the kind of confines of prison I mean, he was dangerous, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you only got to look at all the convictions. You look at the fact that he chased um, police officers, uh, British transport police officers, up the underground with an iron bar, and that switched the power off. I mean, that's when again he just, you know, obviously thought oh, they're going to die. And they thought they were going to die as well. So, you know, it, it, it was in that kind of field and area that caution really had to be maintained the whole time. Uh, what I find difficult is even with a new name and a new kind of existence, we've seen it in the past, they can go wrong again and they do commit crime again. And quite frankly, uh, if they're dangerous, they might always remain dangerous. Kent Online reports. Bosses at a Kent hospital say they have no plans to reopen the helipad there, despite a planning application suggesting otherwise. Medway Maritime are asking for permission to put in new lifts to the landing site, which opened in 2004, but hasn't been used for 10 years after heavier helicopters were brought in. Engineers have worked out that if the current concrete base is replaced with an aluminium deck, it could be used again in future, though. And thousands of rare orchids have been destroyed by contractors involved in Brexit contingency plans in Kent. They were bulldozed to make way for a drainage ditch in the event of flooding if queues build up on roads heading towards Dover in the event of a no deal. Volunteers had maintained the orchids at Bluebell Hill Roadside Nature Reserve for 15 years. Kent County Council has promised to meet the cost of replacing them. Paul Hadaway is from the Kent Wildlife Trust. I think regardless of what the, the plans were that led to the work happening, we are you know, devastated and, and deeply disappointed that it's happened. Um, we've had a very successful partnership with Kent, Wild, uh, with, uh, Kent County Council for decades now running the Roadside Nature Reserve scheme. That's been based on sort of mutual trust, communication, uh, and when something like this happens, it's, it's clearly devastating. And the, the idea behind it was to have this drainage ditch to prevent flooding. I mean, do you think that was necessary? Well, I'm not a roads engineer, so I can't really say whether it was necessary or not, but we were told it was being done, you know, as emergency safety works. There's a lot of water that stands on the road there. So I think the wider issue is one really of, of how the work was communicated and how the contractors, um, Kent County Council and ourselves, were, were sort of kept in the loop on what was happening. I mean, it is quite a sad situation, as you've already alluded to. I mean, volunteers, from what I understand, maintained... Uh, the orchids at the Nature Reserve for 15 years. I mean, how do you think they'll be feeling? Well, I know how they're feeling because we've had them in the office in, in tears and, and very deeply shocked. They've taken to social media. They've, um, you know, they've made their feelings known. I think there are two issues here which we have to understand, um, which really come to the heart of how conservation works in this country. One is that the reliance on volunteers to do so much of this work that should be done by statutory agencies. I think that's a, a shocking situation in itself. The second is that, you know, as we continue to move wildlife more and more into the edges of the spaces we occupy, it's going to be more fragile. It's going to be more susceptible to these sort of things happening. And that in itself isn't acceptable. We need to have, you know, better spaces for our wildlife, more space for our wildlife. We want to have a wilder future in, in Kent and, and elsewhere in the country for our children and our grandchildren. We can't keep 
putting 17,000 orchids into one tiny little space and hoping we can safeguard them there alone. And you mentioned that it was something that you were aware of. Was it something that you tried to, to stop or at least um, suggest an alternative, something different to, to be done? The, the way it has to work with this, because it was done as emergency works, we will go in and suggest a plan for rectifying and restoring the site. We're discussing that with KCC at the moment. Uh, we have a follow-up meeting with them tomorrow to discuss that further. So, you know, unfortunately, the, the work was going to happen because of the way it was constituted and set up. We can only now do our best to, to restore it working with KCC in partnership. And in sport, Kent's cricketers have got their first win of the season. They beat Warwickshire by eight wickets on the final day of their county championship game at Edgbaston. It followed a defeat to Somerset in their opening game. Next up is a one-day cup match against Hampshire at Canterbury on Wednesday. Don't forget, for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.